0: Hey guys, welcome back to Coffee with the Docs. Dr. Nicole here. And today it's both of us. Dr. Abby is also here. And we're gonna talk about one of the most important subjects I think in a person's health is their sleep. And you know, why it's important, but mostly how we can make your sleep better. Because why I have your sleep today. Yeah, seriously. Because it just seems like It's one of the number one most complained about things by patients, right? For sure. And there's no way, no way you can like function at your best if you're not sleeping well. No. And we need sleep. I mean, it's, there are definitely people who can function better on less numbers, Like less hours of sleep, Mm -hmm. but it all comes down to the quality. So, if that short amount of sleep is like super high quality, you can function better, right? But most of us don't get like a ton of great quality. So, it's the numbers that end up mattering the most. Yeah. So, I'm excited. It'll be great.
1: Well, let's start out with what are you drinking and what's your biohack?
0: So, I just finished, since we've been doing some other things um my decaf americano with a scoop of further foods collagen mm-hmm.
1: it's
0: the best if you guys are interested in trying further foods you can i think you can use c w t d at checkout i personally love their cacao rishi it's insane with a little bit of coconut milk So that's what I was drinking this afternoon. And then biohack, I'm just like apparently dropping partners like left and right. But in all seriousness, I have started using the gua sha stone on my face. Yeah. Have you tried this before? No. It's wild. I've
1: done like a, one of those roller things, like a jade roller. Yeah. Not the gua sha
0: one. The roller lives in my freezer yeah, because it's like, you know, so then I forget about it all the time. So I got the Gua Sha stone and I'm like looking at the picture, like figuring out how to do this on my face. But I think it helps actually, like relieve puffiness. It It like strengthens muscles in your face, kind of like a workout, but it just like squeezes out all like the stuff that doesn't need to be there that makes your face puffy. Right. I'm and I'm talking. interviewing, um, so I have the Gua Stone by Primally Pure, which you can also use CWTD, coffee with the docs abbreviated at uh, checkout. I use like th- some of their serums with the yes. Gua Stone, but I'm interviewing her in a couple. Well, months. yeah. So this is perfect timing. You can
1: get some tips on how to use that stuff.
0: Yeah, I know. Cause I probably look like an idiot, but I'm going to be like, I <laughs> was following your picture with the lines.
1: Yeah. Okay. and
0: so you. yeah i don't know i just biohacking my face right what's happening why not close so to help with fine lines wrinkles and today. wrinkles and yeah you could do that right so what are you drinking what's your biohack
1: some iced black organic coffee hmm.
0: you know black organic. you say
1: oh yeah hardcore oh that is hardcore and my biohack Actually, recently, I have been using more, which every time I'm like, why don't I do this? It's actually a website, Environmental Working Group. So ewg.org. You can look up literally any product, any brand, and they have the toxicity rating. Mm -hmm. It's amazing. And so I looked up um, the sunscreen I had been using on Quinn. My daughter, for those of you who don't know, and it was like organic from Whole Foods, whatever. Thought
0: it was fine. It was awful. Really? Yes. Organic. I hate that. I hate it too. That word means nothing. It made me
1: so mad. It means nothing. It's garbage. It's so So stupid. Then I found one that's also at Whole Foods that is rated amazing and actually rubs in way better and smells great. Wow. For you guys that are wondering, it's the Think Baby brand sunscreen. That's good or bad? It's one of the highest ratings on EWG for sunscreen for kids. Think? Think Baby. Baby. Cool. Yeah. It's great. I mean, I would use it on myself. Like, a-
0: I was really wondering why all of a sudden you were looking. I mean, I guess it's good to look up products for sure, but I sort of feel like I find a couple that I know are good and then I just am like, all right, I'm set. Right. But if you need something new, like a new something, then yeah, you or you like see something
1: you want to buy, just look it up first, right? And I used to use this app called Think Dirty, which is cool because it's an app on your phone you can scan stuff. But what I ran into a lot is like they don't have a lot of products on there, right?
0: So then it's just like so yeah, it's not do right. anything.
1: Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, so now I'm like I'm gonna check more things first. You never know, and some even within some brands, you think a brand is good but they'll have one product that's horrible and one that's good. So crazy. Yeah. So all like right. an eyeshadow might be like fine, a mineral eyeshadow, but their foundation is super toxic.
0: Right. Well, good to know. So... EWG.org. WG. Get after it. Yep. All right. Let's talk sleep. Let's do it. So why do so many people have all of these sleeping issues? And I mean, there's that's like a really loaded question you could probably do a whole episode just on why people have sleeping issues which honestly this episode is geared more towards just getting you really set up to have good quality sleep but there's a lot i mean i would say there's immune system issues there are people have parasites that tend to keep them up um, especially around a full moon interesting um you could have autoimmune issues thyroid issues, you're definitely going to have sleep issues, any sort of hormonal imbalances, obviously anxiety. If you're somebody who's really low energy throughout the day, it can be hard to sleep at night. So like adrenal fatigue. I learned early on from my mentor that you need to have energy to sleep. And that sort of blew my mind because you think like, oh, if you're if you're kind of tired or like exhausted that day, you should be able to get really good sleep, but you actually do need energy in order to have Mm -hmm. good quality sleep, which I found to be like pretty crazy. Totally. I mean, I think especially right now for so many people,
1: stress is really affecting their sleep. And I think just with the collective energy as like woo as that might sound to some people, like there's so much fear and anxiety stuff just going on. Like when you're in that, energy all day long it's not like you lay down and your nervous system shuts off totally like it's hard to come down
0: yeah and i think especially if you live in a city where there's like a lot of people like that's a lot right like the collective energy you're yeah, not is like definitely higher too like yeah yeah yeah, and I think speaking of cities, that can also affect people's sleep because there's so much artificial light that like your body isn't understanding, like, oh, I mean, I remember when I lived in Chicago, it was like the sky really never got like that dark. Right out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause there's like so many lights everywhere. And that's gonna screw up your melatonin production and your body's natural circadian rhythm. So there's just a lot of different, I feel like, ways and there's things that like you would never think would even affect somebody's sleep and it does. So Mm -hmm.
1: totally. Yeah. Well, I feel like let's talk about some
0: sleep hygiene
1: tips. This is like one of my favorite things to educate patients on because it's honestly pretty easily changes you can make and it can make a world of difference for people. Like Mm -hmm. for some people, their environment just isn't conducive to sleep.
0: Yeah, for sure. Speaking of like living in artificial light, like there's so many things you can do to your room so that you don't, you don't actually feel the effects of the city light or the artificial light. Right. So like if you're in a high rise or whatever in
1: Chicago, like there's things you can do to mimic it being really dark at night.
0: Yeah. So So like, oh, you go.
1: Okay. (laughs) I was (laughs) just going to say a lot of this stuff, actually it's funny because um, we like, obviously like most people worked a lot on sleep when we like sleep trained my daughter and so much of this stuff is literally the same for babies as adults. Mm-hmm. So for those of you with kids, it's going to be a lot of the things you would do to like help a baby sleep better. Honestly, we all should just do. Yeah, totally. Same. Right. Um, so blackout curtains are amazing and life changing and blacking out any light in the room. One thing that I found that is so annoying that you don't realize so many devices, chargers, whatever, that they all have like a stupid little light.
0: Mm-hmm. I know I we've gone like, around with like black tape and just yeah, covered them up. Yeah, I just take up. black electric
1: tape and put it over any light. It
0: mm-hmm. makes a
1: huge difference, actually. One little tiny light, you know, any light is basically telling your brain to be awake. Totally. So when we're like
0: staying that. in hotel rooms, I have clothes hanging all over yeah. like any. <laughs> totally. <laughs> and it's like, oh, here her. she goes. I'm like, well. well Right.
1: And some people know they're super sensitive to that other people aren't like I could tend to like if I'm tired I could honestly sleep in the room with the light on. But I know it's not great for me.
0: That doesn't mean it's not affecting your body right. though. Yeah, sure. like your skin is still going to pick up and absorb any light that's in the room and it's going to change the amount of deep sleep that you get, REM sleep right. that you get. So even if it's like oh I can sleep anywhere, it's like cool. But that doesn't mean the quality is going to be that great. So if you can, your pineal gland, if you can like do what you can to preserve the health of that and including that is like definitely covering up all lights so that you know, your skin isn't picking up all these other things. And it's really signaling to your body that it's time to rest.
1: Right. And with blackout curtains, you guys really want, like everyone now makes quote blackout curtains, but a lot of them aren't good. Um, I was taught they're so cheap, you order them on Amazon, they're paper, they stick underneath the blinds, and you stick them to the top. So they go like behind the blinds or behind if you have like nice drapes or something. And you cut them to the exact dimensions of your window. So they come like super, super long, right. And um, because you can buy like blackout, drapes from target but light still sleeps in through the sides Mm -hmm. they're not 100% a blackout and then those are nice too because you can actually bring them up and down if you know during the day you want to put them up so I always tell people to buy those I mean I've had parents that literally take those with them on vacation and like stick the blackout shades in the Airbnb super smart I mean it's great and they're so cheap they're like literally paper right work really well that's awesome. Um, I'd
0: highly recommend that. I can
1: we can link to those if you guys
0: want. Hmm. I mean, and also like you could wear an eye mask. Like that's really helpful too. I've totally started sleeping with an eye mask in the last like five months. I'm obsessed. I know, like wash on my okay. face, I'm sleep. Who would have thought? So fancy. Um very fancy. I don't remember the brand, but it's actually one that Almost 30 Podcast um really loves. They have right. some code for theirs that I tried. I really like it. Right. Um, but also just like in terms of room quality, still like having your room be really cold is really important. So we actually have like a separate little air conditioner in our bedroom that serves two purposes. It serves like the white noise, which is great. Right. And then also just being able to cool the room off. If cooling your room off, isn't something you can do quite as easily. There's also like cooling pads that you can buy for your bed and you can sleep on it. And that will also cool your body temperature down. I know some mattresses now too are made to like they have like
1: holes in them, essentially, so like air can circulate more. Because sometimes like mattresses are just so
0: hot. Yeah, I know mattresses are a whole thing. Because you know. also want one that's like good quality and not toxic right. and right, all of that stuff. But yeah, I think like overall, the body does a lot better when it's in like in a cooler temperature. And so, mm-hmm. just heat in general is just gonna flare up a bunch of different systems. I mean, most
1: people have probably experienced that. And if you're the type of person that you're like super freezing all night and you need 10 blankets and you want your house warm, there's probably some sort of other imbalance happening,
0: you know? Yeah. Yeah. Then we might want to look at some thyroid and some other things for sure. Um, Other good sleep hygiene things. You know, I think this is something that's been talked about a lot, but the no screen time before bed, not looking at your phone, If you are someone who's looking at your phone, at least have it on like the night screen Mm -hmm. where the light of the phone turns a different color, like red, um, blue blocker glasses. I still haven't really gotten into those, but I've heard really great things about them. Not watching like a bunch of TV and then going right to sleep, really not having a TV in your room is also ideal if we're going to talk about EMFs in a minute, but just limiting any of that stimulation and that type of white light is going to be really important for your melatonin. Yeah. And I've had a lot of patients that um, are obsessed
1: with the blue blockers because look, I get it at certain points, you've got to like do some work at night, you you know, or like, in chicago in january it's dark at 4 30 like right.
0: you know <laughs> you're not gonna be in a shutting it down six yeah hours before you go to sleep
1: um and kids now oh my gosh with e-learning and all that right on screens more than ever before
0: totally i've
1: seen so many people that are sensitive to the really bright lights from screens and they get headaches and like with good quality blue blockers you guys let's Let's let us do some research and we'll link some in the episode. Um, but everyone makes blue blockers now. They're not all created equal. I think a bunch of them are garbage. Like you can buy for $10 on Amazon. They're probably not doing anything.
0: I'm pretty sure the actual company like blue blocks or whatever. He's like,
1: Blue blockers he's like the best.
0: And yeah. I've heard
1: um, really great thing about Dave Asprey's um, blue blockers too.
0: Oh, does he have his own? I thought he just used the other guy. No, he has his own. Oh, okay. The one who's I think it's like blue blocks, literally, he's been doing research on this for like s- decades. Yeah. I mean, so yeah. like his stuff's like super high quality, that's like where I would go and for sure.
1: To invest in good ones, like you'll have them forever. Right. You now they're actually gonna filter that light out. Um but yeah, think about doing that. I mean, aside from
0: sleep, also if you just have issues with screens. Right. And then avoiding EMF. So that's the electromagnetic frequencies. The big things for that is to have your phone on airplane mode while you sleep, if that's a possibility for you. Um, We have our router on a timer, so it just turns off. So it's off the whole night while we're sleeping. So we're not getting any of that EMF frequency, Um, especially if it's like in a room right underneath your bedroom or something. And then TVs, they still are going to emit all of that kind of stuff too. So I haven't had a TV in my room in like years, but if that's something that you do have, you could even just unplug it. I mean, it's that simple, right, right. but all of this stuff, even though you can't see it. And I think that's like the hard part, right. With like the blue, with the, um, EMF stuff is like, well, I can't see a radio frequency. You can't see these frequencies. Right. right? But they do affect the body. They stimulate the body. Um, there's so much research on that. And so just limiting any of that exposure,
1: if you like think you sleep well, it's still affecting you. It's still another thing your body has to handle. So why
0: not shift that and detox it out and right. Absolutely. Okay.
1: Well, let's talk a little bit about diet for sleep. Yeah, I need to like nutrition. I honestly don't really like the word diet. I'm kind of over it. (laughs) I mean, it has such a negative charge for so many people. Like, I'm not talking about dieting for weight loss or starving yourself.
0: I'm talking right. about nourishing yourself. Yeah, it doesn't really it doesn't bother, bother, bother me, but it is a triggering word for a lot of people. You can just yeah. say nutrition. Yeah.
1: That's how you're going to nourish yourself to sleep better. Right. Um, I mean, main things to avoid if you want to improve your quality of sleep. I mean, the five things I tell everyone to avoid are sugar, wheat, corn, dairy, and soy. Start there, you know, basically yeah. go like paleo. paleo. Um, just taking out high sugar foods, high inflammatory foods, especially at night. You know, the type of people that have to have like a bowl of ice cream every night. It's just going to jack up your cortisol and your stress hormones before you have to sleep and your digestion. And it's just putting a lot of work on your body before you're sleeping.
0: Right, And avoiding alcohol. I know a lot of people love to wind down with a glass of wine or something before bed, but honestly, it does give your liver one more thing to have to do. Mm-hmm. Even if it winds you down so you can fall asleep better, it's still usually causing sleep disruptions later in the night. Um, a lot of people talk about waking up between one and three in the morning, which is like the liver time. And so- Most people really don't do that good on alcohol in general for sleeping. And then caffeine for some people, I really do have some people where they just can't do it at all. Like just no caffeine and then they sleep great. And for other people, you might just need to give yourself a cutoff time, like, Mm -hmm. you know, no caffeine afternoon, something like that.
1: And do it like an experiment, like back off, like you're saying until noon for a few days see how you sleep i have some patients that have found their window they're like yep after 10 30 or people i've had patients that have found that with diet as well like if i have even a piece of toast with breakfast it affects my sleep like yeah and if they don't do that like sleep great right people are just so sensitive to i think it's like the cortisol spike you get
0: Well, it's just, it probably all comes down to blood sugar. If your blood sugar is like super unstable, it's going to, usually that's when you wake up like just a couple hours after you've fallen asleep. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, some people really do swear by having like a little bit of fat before bed, again, not sugar, but like fat before bed and it helps them sleep better. So a lot of this is just managing blood sugar and, um, not drinking or eating anything that's going to cause instability in that for sure totally okay now
1: do you have any foods specifically or things people can do at night nutritionally to help promote sleep versus like
0: only things you can take away Um, I think for some people, like I said, that fat can be really important. Um, maybe not right before bed, but if you're like an early dinner eater, like having something a little bit, uh, closer, right. I think there's definitely teas. I mean, like chamomile tea, a lot of people people swear by that. that.
1: Like A routine too, I think helps. Like, again, thinking about kids, they have like a nighttime routine to help them wind down. Like we should probably do that like have your sleepy time tea or whatever at eight and, you know, read
0: a book. Right. Something that just kind of like winds you down. I mean, so if people are trying to change their diet um, or their lifestyle and trying to do like lower carb or one, I swear by keto for sleep. So many women, women, especially when they're in ketosis, sleep a lot better but also having carbs at night instead of in the morning, um, not definitely not a breakfast or lunch, but having carbs at dinner will actually help uh, wind you down. Rice is a big one, salmon. I mean, I'm not a big like eat grains person in general, but for some people having like a little bit higher carb at night can be very yin, right? Like in Chinese medicine, very like winding down and restful. Right. right. Cool. Okay. So let's go over a couple supplements for sleep. There's a lot and it really is going to depend on what your issue is, right? That's part of it. This is not
1: telling you to take anything. These are just things we have seen that have helped people.
0: Right. I mean, one that's like pretty safe and like would be good to recommend for anybody is magnesium. There's so many different forms of magnesium. So I, I really love magnesium glycinate or bisglycinate, either one, because glycine which is another one of my favorite supplements, but the glycinate is going to help calm the mind. And really, if we think about a lot of people who struggle with sleep issues, it's like they just can't wind, they can't like stop their mind from going and get that calming effect. So mag glycinate is really helpful. I mean, almost everybody is magnesium deficient. Mm -hmm. And so doing something like four to 600 milligrams is a pretty safe recommendation in general. Right. Some of the other ones for calming are just going to be glycine. Like I mentioned, GABA is a really big one. Phosphatidylserine is also one of my favorites. Again, it kind of lowers that cortisol. It can be really helpful for detoxifying cortisol out of the system, which is also where your stomach tends to hold body fat. Charles Polico always really liked that one for uh, lowering body fat numbers in the stomach, but also just like lowering cortisol.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And then I really love Inositol. Inositol is like this kind of magic supplement. I was just reading the other day that it can actually help increase ovulation by 60%. Isn't that crazy? Six
1: zero?
0: Yeah. Wow. Like so women who like have problems ovulating, it's like- Because I know
1: Allie Miller talked about that in her episode. She um...
0: loves Inositol (laughs) too. Yeah. It can be really dramatic, but it also, inositol can help reset your neurotransmitters Mm -hmm. and your neurotransmitters are things like dopamine, serotonin, things that make you happy and keep you calm. And so by taking inositol, you're sort of getting a little bit of a reset and then also helping again for sleep and winding down. And then some of like like an herb, that's a really good one is valerian root Mm -hmm. and skull cap. Those are like big ones we use in naturopathic medical school, I remember. And then melatonin is one that, you know, is, is very popular and has been talked about a lot. And, you know, everybody sort of has different views on melatonin. I was reading the other day that melatonin actually can be used right now as a defense against uh, COVID, which I thought was like really Hmm. fascinating. Um, But again, if you're taking it as the sun is going down, you're sort of just giving your body that little bit of like, hey, this is like, you know, this is the time when like melatonin production should start going up so that we can wind down and go to sleep. So even if you're using just like, like two milligrams, like it's not, it doesn't have to be a lot. If you're getting up to like the fives and the tens and the twenties, and it's, it's not doing anything like melatonin is clearly not, gonna not the be right your, thing. your guy. Yeah. yeah. But a, of a little bit can sort of like reset a system. I think it can be really helpful. Well, that um, to me shows the importance of like I mean, we say all of this,
1: and the magic in natural medicine is in the specificity for the individual. Yeah. I can't tell you how many patients I've seen that are like, I take melatonin, I have for like five years, I don't really know if it does anything. It's like, well, then you probably don't have a melatonin issue. Um, I was listening to a podcast with like a sleep physician on, and she went on this whole rant about melatonin, and I really loved it. because. Well, she's just like, look, I mean, yeah, for, in her opinion, a small percentage of people, it's very effective, but she's like, melatonin is like something your body should produce on its own. So unless you truly have a deficiency and like, cannot create it, which is not the case for most people, it's not going to help you, or it's only going to help you temporarily. Like, like we talk about all the time, you've got to get to the root cause of like, right. is not happening not just artificially giving yourself like a hormone your body should produce. Sure. Um, And I was like, that makes so much sense. People think of it as like a natural NyQuil.
0: Right. Right. Yeah, that's true. I mean, Hey, in medical school, when I was dealing with insomnia, the only thing that worked for me was like Benadryl. Right. <laughs> so we all go through our stages right. and mine was clearly stress related. I right? was wondering but, when you were going to talk about that and, you know, your at the time. I think it was stress relation, like stress. I think it was, I was in the wrong relationship, right? Like there was like stuff that if you would have been like, are you stressed? I probably would have been like, no. <laughs> I mean, three but, in the toilet, yeah, right? Slash, but
1: we're on screens all day. Studying all, I mean, everything was wrong. Dissecting
0: humans in a lab that was literally shut down right when we finished because right. the formaldehyde levels were too high. Great. Maybe not ideal. <laughs> not <laughs> ideal. But I mean, let's talk about stress for just a quick second. Like most times in my life, even when it's been really high stress, I probably would have told you I wasn't stressed, right? Because your body just sort of has this to tolerance it. and you get used to it. You almost don't know that you're stressed anymore because you're used to working at a stressed level. And now I can say like living in Colorado and I've slowed my life down so much and I'm I'm in a great relationship and there's, you know, all these really wonderful things I can look back and be like, "Oh, whoa." I mean, my I adrenals also were black I- and I was super high stress.
1: I also think when you are a type A person, you like thrive off of that adrenaline rush of being go 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 yeah it's like kind of addicting like you like being busy and go 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 and always and it's like this badge of honor that you're always so like have so much to deal and. oh yeah totally um do you remember our days together used to be type a fun days and we would do as many things possible in one day <laughs> now our day is like lay on the couch and watch Hallmark movies. <laughs> right. And like go
0: get a latte. But We've it's come true. So far. Yeah, we have come far. It's very good. Right. My friends used to call me a pile planner. They'd be like, you pile plans on plans. And now I'm right. like, if I've more than one social thing in a day, I'm like, that's right. way too much. <laughs> totally. I know. I think I you can just do have one to a week. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. And you start to realize like if your sleep is affected. Right. And like, you know, maybe for me, like I said, it was the wrong relationship on top of a bunch of other things that might just be like subconscious kind of living beneath the surface affecting your sleep. And it's, there's something telling your body like, Hey, something's not right. Because one of the coolest things I learned about the emotional reasons behind insomnia is like, you're almost not, um, you don't trust that your world is going to be okay while you rest which right. is wild. It's like, so right. you're not trusting everything is fine. You don't really feel like you can rest right. or sleep or what happens when you're, you know, Well, you're totally running of to control when yeah. you're sleeping. Absolutely. So yeah, I mean, well, there's a lot there in terms of like emotional stuff too.
1: Yeah. I'm going to do a that. whole episode on that on like any and the emotions
0: and yeah. sleep problems. A couple more supplements that we want to mention. Um, so one of our partners is Vervita, who we love and we recommend their supplements all the time and it it is a professional line. So you can use our clinic code which is coffee, right? All caps. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that will allow you to order because their products are amazing and our two favorite ones for sleep are a product called Calms and a product called Inspirasol. And I was telling Abby actually before we started recording she sees the same thing too that because we both are muscle testing doctors that when someone muscle tests for inspire cell I almost always know that they're not sleeping and they think I'm like this psychic woman which whatever that would be cool right um but it's really just I'm a little psychic. But it does seem like as you you know if you're testing for something that your body needs likely it can be a sign sometimes of something else that's off and It is. It's like almost 100% of the time someone tests for Inspire Cell, and they're not sleeping. It's right. the craziest thing. Totally. It really helps you to fall asleep, I think, too. And it gives your cells that energy, like we said in the beginning, that you need energy to sleep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was formulated because the um, founder of Vervita
1: basically put there's a whole lot of ingredients in it but his whole thing and that's why he named it inspire cell because it's like all the components to inspire your cells to be like healthier and have everything they need it's pretty cool awesome and then calms is great for just like calming down cortisol calming the mind bringing everything down a notch so
0: yeah i have people who use that during the day but i think it's helpful too in the evening as a little combo with some of your other sleep stuff and yeah, it's really helpful.
1: All right, so what hormone imbalances specifically can cause sleep issues?
0: Oh, I was like, are you asking me or are you telling me?
1: No, I'm interviewing you.
0: Oh, okay, here we go. So <laughs> I would say the biggest one I see is low progesterone. And if your progesterone is too low, we often see some sleep issues. Mm-hmm. Um, you'll see some issues in the cycle as well, right? Like you'll see um, luteal phase. So like the back half of the cycle before menses, you will see some disruptions there, maybe really short cycles, maybe really long cycles. Like you'll kind of start to see imbalances anyways, but progesterone is an anti-anxiolytic. So it'll really help bring down anxiety and will really help the quality of sleep. Um, And then we talked about too high cortisol. Well, if your cortisol is high, you often have low progesterone because it's just completely stealing your body's mechanism from being able to even make the progesterone in the first place. So then you just start to see a lot of sleep disruptions then. I think this is a big thing that no one talks about in the sleep world is how connected it is to hormones. Oh yeah. I mean, huge. Definitely. And I think just in terms of estrogen, which of course plays a part in it too, you know, excess estrogen can be, can be a problem with sleep, but it's not always just excess estrogen. It can be just too high of estrogen as compared to progesterone. So you could actually have like really normal levels of estrogen, but your progesterone's too low, or it can be like excess types, excess type like E4 or E16 which then is going to have like some disruptions in the liver. You might wake up one to three. You might again have like some correlations with high cortisol in that. And so, you know, checking your, if you've done all these other things and you're like, my room is a cave, I do all the things, I eat really clean and I'm still right. not sleeping. The hormones to Address checked. the emotional issue. Yeah. It's probably time to like test your hormones and see what's going on.
1: Mm-hmm. Totally. And another tip I love is, I've seen so many people that have problems falling asleep that like literally they do a 7 p.m. CrossFit class.
0: Oh gosh.
1: You know, because a lot of people, that's when they squeeze in their workout, like after yeah. dinner, whatever. Um, and at the end of the day, especially if you're doing high intensity, it's going to jack up your cortisol. That's what's going to happen. Like it's actually kind of a biohack if you have issues adrenally with cortisol, whatever, to do like some high intensity training first thing in the morning to like get those levels up. But that's kind of the last thing you want to do before bed. So
0: whenever people are doing that, I'm like either switch to yoga or walking or like stop doing that. Right. Well, you (laughs) want to really exercise and follow your cortisol curve. So like that is totally true with like that morning workout because that's when your cortisol is the highest.
1: Yeah. Your body's like naturally uh, trying
0: to like wean, like like relax itself down down, and then you're like just kidding i'm gonna go do like 100 burpees yeah probably not the best
1: right like i used i had a friend who he would do that every morning first thing when he woke up he'd do like 50 burpees and then he said it felt amazing that's amazing i mean it's like probably most people the problem though is if your adrenals are tanked it's the last thing you want to do when you wake up is like high intensity work.
0: Well, and let's be real. Like if your adrenals are tanked, you should not be doing high intensity no. workout. Listen to but Brad's it's also episode. like, <laughs> you could probably do like,
1: you know, 10 burpees just to like, whoo, get the blood flow going.
0: Get like the blood like, flow. Oh, for sure. You know, but yeah, if uh, your blood, adrenals yeah, are trashed, probably. doing some major workout is And that, you know, that's part of the hormonal thing too, is just like, If you're having, if you're super stressed, you have a high stress job, come home, you've got stress at home, the world's stressful, all the things, this is probably not the best time to be doing like high intensity exercise for you. Like, and that's going to throw off your sleep too. I remember I've had a couple of patients who had like, um, a lot of heart palpitations, or you can like hear your heartbeat while you're laying on your bed. That's like a sign, like, you've been pushing it way too hard and actually not exercising will probably help your sleep.
1: Totally. I mean, sometimes it's not the end of the world to like stop your like exercise routine for a couple weeks. Give your body a break. Not that you can't move your body. It's not bad. Go for walks, get out in the sun, see the sunset. That's also great for your sleep. Mm -hmm. Um, but I tell people all the time, for some reason people think they need to be like killing in their workout routine year-round. And like even athletes have seasons. Like they yep. have an off season. <laughs> They're not training like crazy. There's a reason for that. You need to like, sure, work your body hard, build muscle, build strength. That's all amazing. But every once in a while, give yourself a couple weeks' rest.
0: Yep. I agree. So there is like some other practices that can support sleep too. So you know instead of doing your high intensity workout, you could meditate right I mean like but <laughs> for sure, like clearing your mind um you uh brain dumping, so like doing like a journaling session before bed so that you're getting out all those thoughts on paper, mm-hmm. everything will be there when you wake up the next morning, you can allow yourself to sleep um yeah, just like different things of calming the mind, I think are really helpful,
1: totally. And I have, if you guys look at my Instagram, a couple of weeks ago, I did a video on, I'm not going to explain it right now because it's too much, but a quick technique using some uh, reflexes on your body you can rub out before bed that actually help you go into the parasympathetic state. It's also super effective for kids. So it's just a couple points you rub for like 30 seconds before you want to fall asleep. It's an easy thing. Um, Obviously, we love neuroemotional technique, NET. We have an episode all about it. You guys can go back and listen to. But if you're thinking that there might be a stressful trigger or when you're trying to fall asleep and you're thinking about a relationship or your job or there's a specific thing you can't get out of your mind, probably some emotional clearing would be amazing for you. So look into finding a practitioner for
0: that. Um, Peniel sacral, that one really helps with sleep. If you know anybody who does cranial sacral work around you, that really will put your body into like a parasympathetic, I fall asleep on the table, but it's like really beneficial.
1: I mean, we could do a whole episode on essential oils Mm -hmm. alone for sleep. Like myself, I'm definitely someone that responds really well to scent, Um, so like diffusing specific oils or spraying it on your sheets or whatever it can be really calming for people something like lavender you know there's so much out there but that Mm -hmm. could be a big support for people too
0: and then there are like some breathing techniques you can do one that like has just like stuck out in my mind for a long time is like a like a four six six breath which is like four seconds as an inhale, you hold. And if six seconds of holding is too stressful for some people, it might be just hold for like four seconds and then do a super long exhale. So if that's like six seconds, if you can stretch it to eight seconds, but being able to do this like breath technique and with a long exhale, puts your body into a parasympathetic. And I've been reading this book. That's like amazing called breathe by James Nestor. And he says, especially for people who like snore, um, you know, we didn't really talk about it, but if you do have like sleep apnea or snoring, like Mm -hmm. in general, weight loss and diet changes are going to be huge Mm -hmm. for you and managing your blood sugar. But he's big on, um, using the tape on -hmm. your mouth and just breathing through your nose Mm
1: -hmm. and
0: your, it forces you to breathe through your nose. So like maybe not so comfortable the first night. Easing in, but it will drop snoring by like crazy amounts, almost to zero. Because the thing is, it completely comes from your throat and your mouth. Well, and if your if your nose is stuffed up and you force your body to breathe through your nose, your body's not going to like let you die. So it actually clears out your nose, which is wild. Awesome. So I would do something like that too. um, Rock tape community use that. You can use rock tape for that. I just got these like sleep strips on Amazon. They right. look a little. So I've got like my earplugs, my eye mask, my sleep. Oh boy. <laughs> yeah. I probably look like a so attractive. scary <laughs> doll or something who's sleeping, you know, oh, and it like goes in an ax. I don't wow. know. It's oh, wild. I right. tried it one night. I'm, I'm tiptoeing my way in. Have right. been nose breathing more for sure, right. but yeah. I don't know about that yet. Right. I think earplugs are amazing too. I don't know. Maybe we didn't say that, but I started using earplugs in the beginning of, um, dating Matt. Cause he used to snore all the time. He doesn't snore anymore, but now I'm just used to it and right. I feel like it helps. And I have a rooster. So right. That's it's just like some white noise and some <laughs> earplugs and I don't hear Apollo in the morning. Right.
1: <laughs> totally. I can never, I'd have to really try with the earplugs. It like really bothers me to have something in my
0: ears. You have something in your ears right now. Yeah, but I'm not sleeping. Oh, it just like bugs you when you're I'm sleeping? Not sleeping? Oh, I <laughs> not was like, like what? Ever. Yeah, it's like, I don't know. It wakes me out. I mean, I like the wax or sil- whatever ones like mold to your ear. I think right, they're the waxy right. ones. Yeah. Um, but It's like anything, you just like get used to it. And then you're like, it actually feels weird when you don't have it, you know? So anyways, I hope that was helpful for you guys. We would love some feedback if any of these things work for you or if you have tips that we didn't share that you think would be helpful, please do. Go ahead and share it. As always, if you love listening,
1: please leave us a review. We so appreciate it. And we'll catch you guys next time. Bye.